listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been leading podcast publications as the insider voice of the pharmacy industry. Explore the profession and business of pharmacy through audio. Join us at PharmacyPodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcast directories. Pharmacy Podcast Network is a proud supporter of the PDS Super Conference 2022. This conference is about building an unstoppable pharmacy. Listen to this three-part series on the pharmacy industry's leading business conference for pharmacy owners. Join us for three immersive episodes about learning and connection at the PDS Super Conference. It's time to unleash the potential of your pharmacy business. Compounding pharmacy, goodness gracious, it's changed over the years. When I started in 2004, it just seemed, well, in long-term care, it seemed simpler because most of it was outsourced. Um, We're here at PDS. This is the RX Factor, the Super Conference 2022. And I'm here with Sebastian Dennison with PCCA. Sebastian, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you so much for having us here. Let's talk about community pharmacy and the world of compounding pharmacy. And to me, when I really started realizing what compounding was, which returns us to the roots of pharmacy way, way back in the day, it's an opportunity for community pharmacy. So can you tell us a little bit about PCCA and what opportunity you see for community pharmacy and compounding? So there's a lot to unpack in this really short, brief time that we have. Um, PCCA has been around for 40 years. We actually started with a specific need for specific patients at the request of a provider for discontinued product. And our original team actually had to go and research everything. They had to figure out how to make the suppository, where to find the suppository products, where to find the actual active pharmaceuticals. And PCCA started with just one formula, one one idea. And since then it's grown. And we recognize the need in independent community pharmacies that not every patient fits into every single sort of commercial product. And there's unique needs and unique uh, requests that are always coming along. And then since then, we've found that community pharmacies and independent pharmacies seem to be a little bit more on the cutting edge of what we're doing in healthcare. Uh, We have providers who are reading new papers that have just been published, and they're asking us to find a, a, a reasonable way to find the similar solution for those patients. And so compounding, you know, that, that is our, one of our core fundamentals of pharmacy is being able to compound and make medications uh, for an individual patient. But now it's even kind of leapt forward because of the new technology that we have and the new requests that we're getting and the new science research that's coming along behind it. And so even though it's our roots, it's now kind of our forward edge of what we can do. And it's not something that can be done necessarily without care and effort and this sort of uh, independent mindset because you have chains that say there's one way to do it. And this is coming from a corporate office. And that doesn't work in compounding at all. So that's where we are. Why PDS, though? Because I I think, you know, we think of a business conference, a pharmacy um, excellence and process conference or innovation in a marketing program. Why does PCCA invest in in PDS? I would actually say that there's probably, uh, you know, millions of reasons, but the the top three that jump 
forward is supporting independent pharmacies, making sure that their business continues to thrive and that they are able to realize new revenue streams mm -hmm. um, in, at, as, number one, in a compliant manner, um, and number two, in a financially feasible manner. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, independent pharmacies are where patients go because they need help. And we want that patient perspective to continue to be at the forefront. Um, and and finding PDS is, we are talking about business. We are talking about the expansion of business and we're still talking about the business of healthcare. And so it's it's an excellent fit to be, to be uh, a partner. Mm -hmm. So PCCA has um, customers uh, all over the nation. Um, where is PCCA uh, centralized and headquartered right now? So PCCA is actually worldwide. We, our global headquarters is in Houston, Texas, okay. but we do have uh, corporate offices in Canada and Australia, but we're also serving um, UK, Europe, New Zealand, um, the Pacific Rim. We've actually got members throughout uh, and all the way down into South South America at points. So, yeah. You mentioned, Sebastian, opportunity for pharmacies to find new revenue streams. If I'm not doing any, any compounding in my community pharmacy, can PCCA help me assess if there is an opportunity for me to grow that part of my business? So PCCA is not just selling chemicals and bases. We are actually doing everything from education to marketing to business coaching um, and then on top of providing formulation services and clinical cognitive services. So yeah, that is actually one part where we can help identify and finding the best place for that pharmacy to actually grow their services. Sebastian, thank you so much for being part of the RX Factor uh, PDS 2022 post show and uh, we, we can't wait to talk to you next. I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. We heard from Sebastian Dennison with PCCA. Up next is the RX Delivered team talking about their innovative pharmaceutical delivery system. Hey, I'm not sure if anybody's been following me on LinkedIn. If you don't, it's Todd Yuri. That's E-U-R-Y. Follow me on LinkedIn. But I made an announcement, which I was very proud of, and that is I've taken a, a board position, a board of advisor position with RX Delivered Now, which is an innovative delivery technology solution that will continue to evolve, empowering community pharmacies and delivery, as well as the information that is in their app. And I'd like to introduce to Pharmacy Podcast Network through the PDS 2022 RX Factor uh, Super Conference. We're here in Orlando, Dr. Anthony Doe and Michael Gwynn. Um, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks, Todd, for having us. Uh, super excited to have you on board and uh, kind of help us grow as a company, as an early stage company in the healthcare spaces. Relationship is uh, very important to us to build this, and I think that you can really help us um, provide that and as well a voice for our company as we're trying to um, build uh, logistic software to help community pharmacy especially uh, grow and thrive in this new digital economy. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. So first of all, describe to our um, listeners what RX Delivered Now is. What is that app? RX Delivered Now is a logistic platform enabling community pharmacies to connect with their logistic providers or uh, outside logistic providers in one platform so they can manage uh, their deliveries, whether it's in-house deliveries, on-demand deliveries, or post-deliveries, all in one platform. 
to meet compliance as well as provide transparency to their patient and, and a patient experience that, uh, that's similar to what you would get from an on-demand uh, service like an Uber Eats or a DoorDash, but with compliance in mind for the pharmacy. Michael, we were talking before the interview, and you mentioned education to the physician, knowing that this application was available in order to really close the loop on medication management. Can you kind of talk to us about what you meant by that? Yeah. So one of the biggest, I would say, uh, hurdles here is that we're trying to solve for is on the medication adherence side as well, right? Making sure that the patient actually, you know, picks up their meds instead we can deliver it, and actually including the doctor in on the actual ecosystem of inf information as well. And that means that like with the transparency that we provide with the, our platform, including the, the doctors and the physicians in there to bridge that relationship even closer between the community pharmacists and their doctors. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a percentage, and I don't remember what it is, but it was a shocking percentage of people that don't get their prescription filled. They're at the doctor, they get a prescription, they don't even get it filled. If Rx Delivered Now was in, inside the system, they could go home or they could go grocery shopping and they could relax and then they could be at home and the next thing you know, somebody comes and brings their prescription to them. Is it a timed application where they could say, hey, I'll be home at this time and then they go into the app and they actually pick the time or something like that? How does that work? Yeah, so definitely that's something that we are taken into account into a, a product roadmap, um, but currently we are working with pharmacy to make sure that uh, the pharmacy schedule that for the patient and the patient will get notifications and tracking on in the app so they know exactly when the driver will arrive and um, be able to track the drivers uh, uh, on their uh, app like how they would be able to track on the GPS. Yeah, so we offer two different options. One is the same day delivery, which means that it's scheduled, and usually it's scheduled uh, with you know the patient's uh, preferences in mind. Uh, we also offer on-demand deliveries as well, so that means that within you know the next two hours, somebody will pick up and deliver it. And those are mainly for more emergency stat deliveries as well. So if I'm a community pharmacy owner, and I do have a delivery offering. Can Rx Delivered Now be integrated into my system? Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's the kind of how we work is to try to optimize the workflow for a pharmacy. Um, that's how we, we're different from other delivery providers or uh, we're not a delivery provider, we're a platform that connects to delivery provider, but we enable the delivery providers uh, to, 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 to work with the pharmacies and optimize their workflow. Um, so that way, um, you know, as a pharmacist myself, I understand that there's a lot of different things that happen in the background, and that's kind of how we're trying to help community pharmacy also sa save on labor and time as well. Yeah. Yeah, and actually we've seen that a lot of community pharmacies, they invest in their own courier staff as well. And so our technology can enable that in-house courier staff to have the same similar set of tools and still uh, provide that uh, awesome patient experience for them as well. So this is not limited to uh, courier partners or outside couriers, but really enabling your own in-house team as well. If you're listening right now to the PDS 2022 post-conference show on the Pharmacy Podcast and you'd like to learn more, please go to rxdeliverednow.com. Once again, that's rxdeliverednow.com. 
And don't be surprised, we're going to have several uh, episodes coming out into this technology platform, as well as some friends of the RX Delivered Now portfolio to really talk about enhancing uh, technology using uh, technology. I'd like to shift gears and introduce a team led by a pharmacist, my favorite providers, my favorite people, pharmacists, InView Analytics. Um, just do an overview of, of what you guys are doing and, and why you're here at the PDS show. Thanks, Todd. So my name is uh, Alex Toth. I'm a pharmacy owner of about 10 years now. And um, during my course of uh, being a pharmacy owner and working day to day in my pharmacy, um, kind of identified a lot of issues related to data and data aggregation. Um, with being that I have a couple of stores and I belong to a group that has over 30 stores, uh, we started identifying that there was a lot of issues related to, you know, the data that we're able to see and a lot of inefficiencies of lack of communication between stores. So InView Analytics is a data aggregation platform that helps pharmacists better manage and control their inventory and make smarter decisions about their inventory. Something that you said before we started recording, Dr. Alex, was the sweet spot. And that is you and I both know that if I'm a community pharmacy owner, I probably am not looking at just one standalone store. I'm probably looking at an opportunity to grow my presence in my community, keep repeating my best proven KPIs that are out there to ensure that the excellence that I have in my first store is now poured into my second, third, my fifth, my 10th, my 20th. That's where you're the strength of InView Analytics is. Can you kind of talk about that multi-micro chain opportunities that, that you guys deliver in analytic, yeah. analytics? As we've been talking with more and more pharmacy owners, we kind of noticed the trend in the industry where there's less and less stores that are just single locations, and it's more and more pharmacy owners that are having you know three, four, five stores or more. I think the average is um, the average pharmacy owner owns, I think it's like 2.5 stores is the statistic when you look it up. But that's something that's a growing trend in the industry. And there's really no tools that are out there to help these smaller micro chains uh, operate more efficiently. And that's where we came up with our particular platform is to be able to help these micro chains um, continue to leverage their best practices and leverage best practices related to inventory management across their small chains as they continue to grow and get larger. I mean, there's some, it, once you start getting up to, you know, the over 100 store, there's some enterprise solutions that are out there, um, but it's really a missed market with um, these smaller groups that are under 100 stores. So that's where we're really helping to, um, to help them operate a little bit more efficiently. So do you work with community pharmacy, long-term care pharmacy, specialty pharmacy? Does it matter what, what sector of pharmacy that it's in? No, as long as you have a pharmacy management system and have your primary wholesaler, we work with you. And that's really thanks to um, one of our founders, uh, Anthony, who's our technical lead developer, who's really been able to help aggregate all this data from all these multiple different platforms. Now you're going to have to have Anthony chime in. You can't just name drop on the pharmacy podcast and not have somebody follow up. So Anthony, tell, tell us uh, why and how you, you created InView Analytics and, and where it's going. Awesome. No, well, first, let me thank you for having us on the podcast. Um, thanks for everything you do in the pharmacy community. Um, I'm Anthony. I'm a software developer uh, working with these guys. And fundamentally, what we've discovered is that um, you know a lot of the pharmacy management systems have uh, just a lot of antiquated technologies behind them that makes it difficult to share. And so what we've done is we've created a kind of uh, pharmacy management system agnostic platform where we intake um, data from 
the various different systems, and we share that across the pharmacies. And so the the example I love the most about um, Alex's stores is, you know, he owns multiple locations, and so he owns all of the inventory on all those shelves. Um, the the use case that I think is always the the most interesting is he'll have, um, you know, plenty of uh, inventory in one store and be lacking in another, and given. Uh, that we have this platform now, he can see that he actually does have this inventory just in another store, and he can really quickly uh, distribute it to from one location to another, uh, saving him money on his cost of goods, goods uh, reducing the amount of inventory that he keeps on his shelf from day to day, which is really just additional cash flow to help his business thrive uh, in just a competitive marketplace. So what have you thought about um, the Pharmacy Development Services um, event? Um, what do you think of PDS and and the, the vibe and the energy that's here. Oh, no, this is a great event. Um, I think that we talk to, um, you know, a dozen pharmacists every hour. Uh, a lot of them have uh, very similar problems that I think PDS addresses really well. Um, so everything, we just came from, from an event called uh, PDS Procure, where they're helping pharmacies reduce their cost of goods at the point that they're buying them uh, by analyzing their contracts, um, you know, taking the, the work of understanding uh, their purchasing information out of the, uh, or taking that responsibility for knowing that out of the pharmacist's hand so they can focus on treating their patients. Um, all of the PDS tools that I've been introduced to and uh, talked to people about really help the pharmacist focus on their patient and let PDS help them with the business side. And um, I'm a big fan of theirs. So Pharmacy Podcast listeners, don't be surprised if you hear more from the InView Analytics team. Uh, we're interested in understanding how technology is leveraged to improve patient care, but also make community pharmacy and pharmacists, for that matter, more profitable and more thriving. So uh, thank you so much for participating in this uh, post-show RX Factor uh, PDS 2022. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Next up on the PDS Super Conference post show, we have Debbie Marcello, founder and CEO of Happier at Home. You know, there's one aspect of community pharmacy um, that was uh, was something I was thinking about with a special friend of mine who owns a pharmacy in Pittsburgh, and we talk over per Manny sandwiches. Uh, Sean Naren owns Acor Pharmacy in Acor RX in in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. And he has what is known as a closed door community pharmacy where it's not long-term care and it's not patients walking into his pharmacy, but he delivers his meds to people that are uh, shut-ins. They can't leave their home there and they don't want to go to a nursing home. They want to stay in their home. I think that's really special. I think there's such an opportunity for community pharmacy to build something very specific where they know their patients best, they notice that their patients aren't coming into the pharmacy anymore because now they're not able to leave their homes. Why not have a system set up that you can build that as a portion of your business in community pharmacy? That's why I am so excited that we have Debbie Marcello here. She's founder and CEO of Happier at Home. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you for having me. So that's the concept. We know we have patients in our community. We know we have people in our community that can't leave their homes for a multitude of reasons. And why not service and care for them in their homes where they feel most comfortable? Why is pharmacy, tying, tying this into pharmacy, why is that so special? And why is that kind of part of your business model? 
Well, we actually started uh, franchising about four years ago, and one of our first franchisees is a multi-unit uh, pharmacy owner uh, in Buffalo, New York. And I just started seeing the seamless connection uh, with the community, having the pharmacy owner being the trusted source in the community, and that people, uh, when they're uh, going into their retail store, they connect with the pharmacy owner, with the staff there. And when they have problems, for example, as you said, not being able to get out of the home, they notice they're not picking up their medications or being compliant with those. Uh, they go to their community pharmacists and, and say, you know, they either are talking about the stories of problems that they're having or asking them for a referral for someone that could help take care of them in their home um, with the main point of remaining in their home and remaining as independent as possible. So our, uh, our pharmacy owner in Buffalo has two of our Happier at Home franchises. And so he was able to start serving his community by expanding into home and community-based services very seamlessly. seamlessly. He it was able to pick that up and provide the home care and care management and even a medication uh, solution administration machine in the home as well. So let's break it down for the listeners what Happier at Home does and presents to a pharmacy owner an opportunity to grow their business through caring for their community and their patients at their home. Kind of take us through exactly what Happier at Home does. Well, one of the really great things for the pharmacy owners is it provides a private pay source of revenue. Uh, that's a really important aspect of the business. Uh, and they're not providing actual medical care. So being able to become a, farm, a Happier at Home business owner, we help you with everything. We have everything in process so you don't have to recreate the wheel. That's the beauty of a, a franchise. Um, I did that 16 years ago and I would never do it again, but I have it down now and um, specifically to um, partner with farm pharmacies in that way. So a pharmacy owner would contact us. Um, they usually have either one person in their organization already that they decide, well, this is the person I feel would be best to um, be trained and operate our Happier at Home franchise. And then they come for training in Rochester, New York, where we're from, and um, we train them on every aspect of uh, running and growing, establishing and growing the Happier at Home franchise um, with the uh, also community trust, uh, referrals from doctor's offices, referrals from case management, uh, from transitional care units, uh, long-term care. They, they can get their business up and running very quickly. So what kind of services are you providing through this model uh, to people that are, that are not able to leave their houses and their homes? Uh, well, we look at their goal, and if that is to remain in their home or even if it's in an independent living facility, for example, we will provide things like light housekeeping, meal planning and preparation, reminding them to take their medications. Uh, also, depending on your state that you're from, doing things like activities of daily living, which is something like bathing, transferring, um, hygiene care, that type of thing. So your uh, your employees will be caregivers that mm -hmm. will go into homes and take care of people. 
And you are encouraging the pharmacy owners to build this as a separate entity outside of their pharmacy entity. Um, And what's the uh, advantage of doing it that way? So where it is a separate corporate entity, Mm -hmm. um, you can actually have your office within your pharmacy. So that really reduces the overhead cost. Um, But the benefit of having it as a separate corporate entity or a separate program of your pharmacy is that then you are keeping your pharmacy businesses, including HIPAA, Mm -hmm. separate from from Happier at Home. So it really is to protect uh, the pharmacy business itself. So if we're doing medication reviews or need to dig down into a specific case for a specific patient, is the pharmacist or pharmacy in charge, for example, or the consultant pharmacist, are they coming to the home or are you also doing telemedicine? Um, not so much uh, telemedicine in its pure form, um, but we do have actual vi- virtual visits that um, can be completed. With That was a new service of ours um, as a result of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we do have virtual visits that we could do. But uh, when a patient comes to your Happier at Home franchise, uh, the person who's running that franchise for you can have a Zoom interview and do an assessment over uh, Zoom, for example, or they can go right into the home and um, meet with the patient and usually the adult child and just assess what type of Uh, needs they have to be able to remain in their home and independent. And our caregivers stay in contact with us all the time to make sure we're understanding if there are any changes in that Mm. patient and do we need to start adding on more hours. So it is a business where um, you may start out with um, billing 20 hours a week with one patient, but then as their needs increase, then the hours that you're providing care for them increase as well. So there's an aspect that may be surprising to listeners that's tied into Happier at Home, and that is um, improving medication adherence. Can you talk about the technology that you're also um, helping uh, community pharmacies to, to use and to leverage? Yes. Um, The medication noncompliance is uh, obviously one of the biggest problems for seniors, whether it's them forgetting or uh, having memory issues, dementia, uh, where they might double dose themselves, that type of thing. But nonetheless, it causes chronic problems and also may cause them to have to go to a higher level of care. So we have a couple of different solutions based on what it is that their needs are, and we determine that during the assessment. But um, one of the main uh, ways that we provide this medication um, management is with a machine that I actually participated in the pilot study and contributed as a registered nurse, my opinion about how they needed to change it. Um, So we uh, have the machine in people's homes. It's connected to the internet. Uh, It has a carousel inside it, so the medications are bulk loaded into this machine, and then we program it with what time the medications are supposed to be administered. It's an excellent machine for those who have dementia uh, because 
at the prescribed time, let's say the 9 a.m. meds are due, it actually has an audible alarm and it speaks to the person and it says, it's time to take your medicine. So the person walks to the machine, they press the um, touch screen and the drawer pops out with the pills and they dump the pills into their hand Hopefully they go into their mouth and they push the drawer back. And you could even get pull PRNs from it as well. So it doesn't have to just be uh, scheduled medication doses. One of the other beautiful things about this machine is you can uh, actually have audible reminders. So if someone needs to do a finger stick, blood glucose, it can at, say, half hour before they eat. Don't forget to do your finger stick. And the family could record their own voice on the machine. Uh, so that's a really cool part of it, too. So how does a pharmacy owner that's listening to this right now, how do they reach out to you? How do they get a hold of you? We want to put your contact information in the show notes, but just give us the best place to go to learn more. So they could contact me directly um, at Debbie at happieratthome.com. That's D-E-B-B-I-E. Um, but also if they go to our happieratthomefranchise.com website, then you can review a lot of the videos that we have on there. I am a weekly contributor to our local Fox News station where I talk about patient uh, care issues. And so there are a lot of resource videos on there. And um, it's really neat to take a, a look at our website because that's one of the things, one of the benefits as a franchise owner is we handle all of your social media marketing uh, and um, the uh, email campaigns, uh, content development, all of that. So we really have our system down. Excellent. I like the fact that you are catering and customizing a home service to community pharmacy. That's what I'm most impressed with because it's always been, like I said at the beginning of our interview, it's always been a place that I knew that there was a business opportunity for, um, for community pharmacy, but then turn around and offer something very valuable to your community. Exactly. They become the authority in senior care in their community, just uh, the one-stop shop for, for our, all the needs for seniors. Thank I you agree. so much for participating in our PDS 2022 um, post-conference show, Debbie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, for our final guest and friends of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, we want to welcome the CEO of PDS, Dan Benemos, and the PDS President, Chip Phillips, as they talk about this year's Super Conference, as well as the future of PDS. PDS 2022 Super Conference. This is an exciting time for the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I was just saying to Dan Benemos that this is like my ninth uh, conference that I got to be a part of. This is always a special show to be a part of, but I want to welcome you to the post uh, show and um, into the network, Dan. And it's been some time that I've interviewed you. Yeah, Todd, it's great to have you back. And uh, yeah, I'm great to be back in front of live people again, to have been in front of live people again and doing this uh, for now our 18th year. So uh, doing an annual event and uh, uh, it was a great show. Chip, this is your first PDS conference, which is interesting to say. And we were just talking about handing the baton over and really helping to grow um, the PDS Pharmacy Development Services company in new directions. But um, what are you most excited about for uh, community pharmacy and, and what PDS is doing? So, you know, personally, I'm most excited to be here because I started with I started with um, PDS in April of last year. So in the middle middle of the pandemic. 
And so all of the members and all the uh, folks that I work with at PDS, I've essentially been able to meet virtually. This has given me the chance to meet everybody in person, which is really excited, particularly since this is my first, since this is my first conference. I'm excited about a number of things associated with the conference. We've really worked hard to gather data and inputs from across the market and synthesize those inputs into themes and then take those themes and figure out what kinds of services, programs, and partnerships we need to create benefit for our members. And we, I think we've got a really excited lineup of those things this year. Dan, it's funny because when I started in pharmacy in 2004, it was a different world. And so much has changed. I see technology changing. As a matter of fact, when I started in pharmacy, I sold the very first long-term care pharmacy management system that was based on SQL. And now if you said open, da open database SQL, that's not like a big deal. Everybody's doing that, including cloud computing, for example. But what I'm thinking of is how you saw something happening in community pharmacy before the intensity and before the major challenges that are now, of course, coming up through like DIR fees and reimbursements. And I think you had vision as a pharmacy owner yourself that there needed to be an organization that was looking out for what was best practices from a business perspective and a marketing perspective. Give our listeners who might not understand the story of the inception of PDS. Well, the uh, inception of PDS actually started with um, when I bought my first store and I realized how ill-prepared for the business aspect of, uh, of the operation I was. And I was upset with the pharmacy school for, you know, they give us a great clinical education, but they don't give us a business education. And so I started going out and doing CEs more as an independent pharmacy activist to try to educate the people. And people asked afterwards if, if they could work with me privately. And, and that kind of was the genesis of, of this. Uh, as far as change, change, um, every moment is different. We'd never... You never can step into the same river twice uh, if you stop and think about it. Water's always moving and change. That, that's the one thing that's constant is change. And so many people are immersed in what they are doing in the here and now. And I think probably the aspect of PDS that I am most proud of over the years is the fact that we have invested in research and development so that uh, we could stay ahead of the curve and bring solutions to problems because, quite honestly, uh, people don't buy products and they don't buy services. And yet, in pharmacies, we sell products and services. So if people don't buy products and they don't buy services, what do they buy? They buy solutions to problems. And what we have to, uh, from the beginning, was we have to get good at asking the right questions to find the problems and provide the solutions. And We've just been ever-changing in, in, the, the, in the landscape of uh, products and services that we've been able to provide as, as pharmacists. It's evolved over the years that, thankfully, uh, um, you know, we've, we've had our pharmacies very well prepared for what's to come. Sometimes as many as five to ten years ahead. Of, I mean, we were talking about synchronization, quite honestly, 15 years ago. You know, before anybody was talking about adherence and and compliance, and now it's it's really the norm. And you know, I thought multi-dose packaging, which we started talking about uh, probably 10 years ago, would be bigger. 
but it was definitely bigger for the guys who sold to Amazon, uh, PillPack. But uh, I still believe in uh, that's going to be the future. And a lot of other things, such as the services that will be that we talked about here at the conference, are definitely the, the future. And we just have to keep people prepared for the future. Chip, what do you bring from outside the industry of pharmacy into pharmacy that really is is accentuating some of the things that you've learned in business. And I love that the most because I felt like as an outsider, when I first entered pharmacy, I came out of telecom. And being able to script and to build how data moved in order for efficiency helped me with workflow when I started helping institutional pharmacies lay out their new pharmacy workflow and, and design. But I'm thinking of you and the richness that, and the pedigree that you bring from the outside of the of the industry into the inside, how is that um, imp how is that being implemented? How are you uh, sharing that wisdom with with PDS and, and members? Well, like I said, you know, I stay in touch with executives from all across the industry in the segments of the industry in which I've participated. So I'm still talking to executives in the big retail pharmacy chains, uh, in the wholesale business, in the life sciences business, and listening to them and hearing about the things that are going on in their organization. Because I've been in so many parts of the system, I have a pretty good idea about how, you know, one change over here might flow downstream and affect us in the context of the business we're in in communities pharmacy. And so I think what I can bring together is the connecting of the dots related to various pieces of the industry that may not have uh, been naturally connected otherwise, where somebody only has experience in the context of operating independent pharmacies. What is the single idea for 2022 and moving forward, a shout out to community pharmacies that may not um, have used uh, pharmacy development services. Uh, they're not members, but they know they need to change something in order to survive. What's your message to them, Dan? Well, I think one of the things I'm really excited about is we've, we've uh, actively been developing uh, grant programs. Uh, there's a lot of grant money available for things related to healthcare, particularly around COVID, and a lot of opportunities of what you can do with that money to uh, change the scope of your practice. Um, essentially, take it all over your state, uh, doing uh, vaccinations, doing testings, that sort of thing. Uh, so I think that's going to provide us with a tremendous opportunity moving forward. And uh, if I had to pick one thing, uh, I think our work with uh, getting grants, finding grants for independent pharmacies, not only for COVID, but we'll have we'll maintain that division and constantly be on the lookout in ways that we can find money for our members in which they can expand. This association actually has a program tied into their CPESN uh, network where they can get grant money for education to their communities. So having a grant that is accessible to community pharmacies for other programs that PDS can help them with. I want to kind of give a shout out to the listeners. Make sure you reach out to the PDS team to ask about that because it could be state specific. So you're going to have your finger on the pulse in, in each of those states because you have members in every one of the states. So um, that's incredible. Um, Chip, I want to talk about the, the 
vendors that support PDS and how important they are to um, the growth of your organization as well as the services that they're providing to your membership. Um, this is a time to celebrate. Every time I come to PDS, it's almost like I feel like I'm at a rock concert and it's exciting to be there. But when I look at the, the, the vendors that are here, they're just as excited to be participating in this event. Any of your uh, vendors, what's the, what's the collective? What's the, um, what's the excitement? What's the message that you have for maybe organizations that haven't been part of uh, PDS in the past? Well, all of the vendors that come and exhibit, and certainly all of the folks that, that we advertise as partners with PDS, we do a great deal of work with in terms of making sure that they have programs and services that make sense for our members and will work well for our members. And all of them are excited to come and get access to decision makers in the context of independent pharmacy because they all have a vested interest in the success of the independent pharmacy community. By the same token, you know, what we have the ability to do here is bring a collective of solutions and alternatives to show a group of people, whereas if they were out looking for them on their own, one at a time, they would never see as many things as they're able to see in the context of th this kind of a show. And so, you know, that's, that for us is really exciting to be able to display this array of options and this array of opportunities. And, you know, there are small vendors, there are large partners, uh, everybody's welcome, uh, so, long as, uh, so long as they subscribe to the tenants that, that we believe in, which is creating value for independent pharmacies. The term that I hear from, and I heard it first from PDS, was high-performing community pharmacies. And when I think of that, that was novel when I first heard it. But today, I almost feel like if you want to be a successful community pharmacy, you have to be a quote-unquote, high-performing pharmacy. What does that mean, Dan, if you were to give kind of an elevator speech of what it is a high-performing community pharmacy? The way I look at it, uh, we have to have exceptional customer service, which means you have to have exceptional hiring practices. We have to have uh, training. Training is important. That's one of the things that I have found in small business that is lacking is any kind of formalized training. We, you know, we I think one of the worst courses we ever learned in pharmacy school, biology, talked about osmosis, just the old way of doing things, just throw people out there and there, this whole concept of training. But when you try to distinguish yourself, and our, you know, our theme for this year was you know, the R X factor. It's really the X factor. And when people look at a thriving store, uh, the competition or the chains, and they walk in and they try, what are these people doing? What they're not picking up on, what they're not looking at really, is how the quality of the people that are being hired. We're not just hiring people who can fog up a mirror. They go through, uh, you know, they learn how to do good uh, interviewing so that they can attract good people. But the more you help others, as now I'm talking to the employers, you know, to the pharmacy owners, the more you help others, the greater your own success will be. So it's not just about people who are going to come work in a pharmacy help them achieve their goals in life in some way, all right? Understanding your employees, creating an environment, a positive environment in which they can feel safe and appreciated. Uh, it's the people that are gonna differentiate you and how you prepare those people that's the difference maker. Uh, that's the X factor for pharmacies. And that's what we've been trying to do with all our programs and strategies 
is make them better employers. We Every year we talk about culture because it's absolutely critical, and they bring their key employees with them to this conference to get excited about the, the future as well. But we offer a plethora of training programs to help educate those employees so they can bring great ideas and, and be better employees themselves. That's the difference. Chip, what do you think about that? No, I, I completely agree. There's, there's a variety of dimensions of performance. There's financial performance, there's operational performance, there's performance associated with customer satisfaction. And one of the things that we've learned in the pandemic with what everybody now refers to as the great resignation is that our organizations, in order to be successful, have to perform with respect to the quality of the culture and the quality of the environment that they create for their pharmacy teams because nothing will happen if they don't have teams. And we're hearing about issues all across the country where stores are, particularly the big chain stores, where stores are having to close permanently or, to, or temporarily because they don't have staff. And you know, many of those big chains are also now at the same time promoting their alternative dispensing capabilities in an attempt to move people out of retail. So this creates a huge opportunity for independent community pharmacy, but it's an opportunity that can only be realized if they work with and through their pharmacy teams. And that's, that's a huge part of what we're doing with, uh, with folks at the conference this year. I wanna make another point, just listening to you, Dan and Chip, and, and combining what you're saying, and that is the element of practice and the element of perfecting your craft as a community pharmacy. And that might sound weird, but you don't just walk in at seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning and throw your, turn your lights on and expect to be successful. You have to have your employees almost staged and almost prepared for the day in, in what you're talking about, um, what you're um, remembering to mention to these, um, to these customers who look to you as a healthcare destination, not just a pharmacy, and having an opportunity to do more with your, your patient customer than just fill a prescription and really surround them with an environment of, of health, of better health and better living. And com that community pharmacy is naturally staged to pull that off, but it takes practice. When I think of the PDS conference, your lighting, your sound, your, um, your hosts, your speakers, all of these people are polished and they're ready to put on an amazing presentation and show for the pharmacy owners that show up, pharmacy owners. Your patients and customers are the exact same, they're in the exact same place that you are as you, the, when you were here at this conference and watching the conference and learning from the conference. And I think there's an element to that that we have to remember as pharmacy owners that you have to continuously practice and train, just as you were saying, Dan, that your customer, your patient, your client gets a different feeling when they walk into your pharmacy than they do if they're walking into a major national chain. No, no question about it. And it's funny you use the word stage uh, in in your remarks because uh, this is like a show. That you know the the store itself is like the theater. The the show the floor, uh, the sales floor is the stage. The employees are the actors. The customers are the audience. How they look is the costumes that the actors wear and the words they say are the script. And yes, you do have to choreograph an experience for people, but people will come. They, 
it's all about relationships. You know, that's one thing we haven't really talked about um, in, in this interview is all business is all about relationships. And you, no business can survive without repeat business. But what we want to offer is uh, uh, get people into a mindset, and, and this is a great question to throw out to your, to your listeners. Um, what do you have to do in your business in order for your customers to think, I'd have to be out of my mind to want to do business with anyone else? You know, when you ask that kind of question, you start answering it and what you need to do to get people to that state. When you're, you're able to answer it and then implement it, you've created one of these superstar pharmacies. And, and this, people talk about the unusual, the unusually good and the unusually bad. And what we want them to talk about is we want them to have experiences that they're out there talking about what happened in their pharmacy. And it happens with some of the innovative programs and strategies that these stores can be implementing that people are out there talking and you're getting internal referrals and, um, um, and the employees are excited to talk about where they work, the customers are excited to tell their friends about what their pharmacy does, and it's all putting the show together. It, it is like putting on a production. So, um, and I just want to put that out there. Yeah, the, the one thing that I would say is that, you know, we have a renewed commitment. Dan's always had this commitment, but we have a renewed commitment to research and development. And our objective is to do this in a way so that we are continuously creating value, new ideas, new solutions for pharmacies throughout the year, not just in connection with the one-time event associated with the conference. And so our renewed commitment not only pertains to the development of new programs, but the evolution of them and the launching of them throughout the period from year to year in the conference. And so, you know, it's important for people to stay tuned because we've got some very, very exciting things coming. For example, we're going to be launching a training program for pharmacy technicians of all levels. We've entered into a partnership with the National Health Career Association in order to develop that program. And so, you know, that's one of the things that people are gonna see as we move forward. So I think it's important that, that people stay tuned and pay attention because we're gonna have a lot of, we have a lot of exciting things associated with the conference and we're gonna have a lot of exciting things that we're gonna roll out into the new year. Yeah, I just wanna add to that too, is people are so overwhelmed with so much to do uh, and they think, how could I take on one more thing, uh, such as a PDS membership, that there's a lot to do. But we are also moving towards a do-it-for-you uh, model. So, uh, you know, that's something I want people to also understand is joining PDS isn't just getting information. It's adding a high-quality team to your team that works for you, uh, it works with your employees and helps you, actually unburdens you in many ways. And uh, I, I think that's how we can move pharmacy forward faster. And that's what our aim is to do. I want to thank Chip Phillips and Dan Benamos with Pharmacy Development Services, the PDS 2022 Super Conference, the um, RX Factor. This has been exciting. We love being a part of this. Um, and we love the collective energy that comes from this event, as well as the uh, organizations that support this event. Thank you. The shout out to you for being part of this. We can't wait for uh, PDS 2023.
Thanks for listening to the three-part PDS Super Conference Post Show. We hope you've enjoyed listening. And if you did, consider subscribing to the Pharmacy Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more information on PDS, visit their website at pharmacyowners.com. That's pharmacyowners.com. Hey.